I'm Marianne Kolbesak McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Dr. John Halemka, former longtime CIO at Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center and most recently Executive Director of the Health Technology Exploration Center at Beth Israel Leahy Health. John has recently announced that he's leaving the Boston Institution to join Mayo Clinic in Minnesota as president of the Mayo Clinic platform, the organization's digital health effort. So, John, first off, congratulations on the big move. How difficult was the decision to leave Beth Israel after more than two decades for Mayo? And please describe briefly what the Mayo Clinic platform is and your new role there as president. Well, absolutely. It's, of course, a very difficult decision because I have thousands of friends in the Boston area, collaborators and mentors. And the question you ask is, in life, if you can make an impact, you know, maybe that's your greatest achievement. And the Mayo platform position is the idea of scaling digital health functionality worldwide, uh, improving quality and safety and access to care. So very hard decision, but it seemed to have high impact. And here's the platform idea. Years ago, and Marianne, you're too young to remember this, but we used to, when we were to rent an apartment, oh, we'd go down to the newspaper. You know, there'd be a a personal ad, you know, subletter room. And this is a very tedious and challenging transaction that maybe only 100 people would even see that personal ad. Well, then comes the platform called Airbnb. And suddenly, millions of people can talk about millions of rooms to millions of potential renters at low cost and low friction. And the idea with Mayo Clinic Platform is, can we pick up some use cases where that kind of idea, the Airbnb idea or the iPhone as a platform idea, can be extended to healthcare? And the first three ideas are, how do we enable home hospital care? And what are the features and functions a platform would need to support to make that easy? How do we create an advanced digital diagnostics platform with all this new Internet of Things data and wearable data? Where is it going to be stored? Who's going to look at it? What are the algorithms that will bring you value? And how can Mayo help with that? Finally, how do you do clinical data analytics to scale aggregating, de-identifying data and making it available while protecting privacy and security for discovery of new knowledge. And those are the three initial areas of platform trying to scale this functionality across the world. So now, John, you mentioned home hospital care, IoT, clinical data analytics. As more patient information is moved onto the cloud and also generated by consumer wearable devices and health apps, what do you see as some of the biggest privacy and security challenges? Well, and this is one where uh, I'm going to ask a rhetorical question, right? Who is going to better be able to keep data secure, reliable, and intact, your small IT organization within your company, or a major technology partner like a Google or an Amazon or a Microsoft? And so Mayo decided that it will focus on the healthcare and the policies and the applications and the patients and will partner with Google to be the technology provider. So that means that Mayo's data will be securely stored on a Google Cloud platform 
where of course Google would not have independent access to that data. It is controlled and, and managed entirely by Mayo. John, you mentioned the Mayo and Google collaboration, and as you know, Ascension Health and Google also have a analytics-related collaboration that was recently disclosed, but that one has been controversial because Google employees allegedly have had access to millions of Ascension patients' data without the patients knowing. What are your thoughts about this in terms of balancing digital health innovation with patient data privacy and security concerns? So, of course, any time a technology is deployed, there must be strong policy and strong agreements on how that data will be used. And so, as I said, this will be stored securely on a protected cloud where data access will be controlled by Mayo, and Google will not have independent access to the data in the cloud and that Google would be contractually prohibited from combining Mayo data with any other data, but Google and Mayo work together in the pursuit of innovation to discover cures, working on de-identified data in most cases. So I say this because there's layers of protection that are put in place that ensure that you can pursue discovery and advance cures while also adhering to all legal and moral responsibility to keep the data private. So now, John, looking ahead to 2020 and at the privacy and security landscape, any predictions about some of the biggest threats we'll see to health data in 2020? You know, 2019, we've seen a lot of ransomware attacks. What are your predictions? Of course, we've seen the increase in the number and virulence of attacks. We've seen Internet of Things become the Internet of Targets. We've seen... Ransomware, yes, but potentially not only will we see denial of service, but maybe we'll even see attacks on data integrity. The data will be changed. And I'll be honest, as a doctor, inaccurate data is a worse threat than inavailable data, right? I I could be uh, accessing your record and your allergy to penicillin has been removed and I could do severe harm. So uh, I look ahead to the nature of the attacks and the damage they can cause and the risks we face and realize we must redouble our efforts to keep our data safe. So, John, you were a federal IT advisor to both the Bush and the Obama administrations. That ranged from when George W. Bush in 2004 stated a goal for most Americans to have an electronic health record in 10 years, to the passage and the implementation of the Hi-Tech Act in 2009 that propelled the adoption of EHR systems by doctors and hospitals nationwide. What are the biggest surprises since then in terms of how health high T has advanced since those earlier days. And in terms of privacy and security, any surprises with that? Well, I think what we've discovered is that we have digitized healthcare, and that's good, but we have created a huge administrative burden. And doctors and nurses feel that they are no longer practicing at the top of their license. So the unintended consequence of all that regulation was that clinicians are spending way too much administrative time instead of direct clinical care time because of the burden of data entry. And so what's surprising, though, is that now we're seeing an ecosystem of innovators coming up with apps and services that layer on top of those electronic health records. And, you know, not to mention any specific company, but there's about a dozen startups I can think of, some big, some small, 
that say, oh, well, we'll use ambient listening and doctors and patients will talk and their record will be filled out automatically. And so that's good, right? I mean, I think we're seeing new innovation addressing some of these usability and burden issues. And of course, the privacy and security issues are there are now more types of data being generated in from more devices that are used by more people for more purposes. So that means the attack surface is greater than ever before, which is why we also need real innovation in security. Any promising security technologies that you're excited about? Well, you sort of hate to use terminology from the Gartner hype cycle, but I, I would argue that rules-based security that says look at this port or look at this protocol or look at this transaction are not sufficient, and machine learning approaches that say, I've been watching your network for a year, and it's never done this before. That's weird. It is probably where we have to go. And finally, John, as you transition over to Mayo, when it comes to privacy and security of health data, what are some of your top priorities and goals? Well, privacy and security is absolutely foundational. And so to me, as you create this platform, you start with security and go from there. <laughs> and so this need means technology, policies, processes, and people, and lots of communication and training. Thanks, John. I've been speaking to Dr. John Halemka. I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.